0: In this episode of the Lost Words podcast, I caught up with Arcos Golf CEO and co founder Sal Syed. I wanted to talk to Sal about the Arcos Golf system and how it can help golfers of all abilities improve their game. Because if you're like me, you may have seen Arcos' system before and believed you weren't good enough to use it or your game didn't warrant such an expense. But as a high handicap player myself, I cannot tell you how wrong that perception is. But I finally took the plunge and saw what it could do for my game. I basically just use a rationale that the outlay would be less than a package of lessons and this was a permanent fixture in my golf bag. And, and while this alone isn't going to be able to improve your swing it will massively help your decision making by helping you learn your yardages with each club know your distance you have from the front to the back of the green as well as a pin and also give you a caddy number which is key that takes into account the temperature slopes winds and a host of other factors which for me is really important because i've always kind of gone by the the system that whatever club my friend's hitting i'll just take one more uh, and that's obviously not going to be accurate they have in the last couple of weeks added a update to their system, which is to the Stroot's gain data. This was something that we always thought was just yeah, available to PJ Tour players, and it's now available to us. And, and it gives you a chance to put your benchmark to the targeted handicap you're going for. So if you're a 20 handicap want to get down to a 15, they'll tell you where you need to improve your game. And that's a really important factor because, you know, you could go to a golf coach and they'll just say, right, well, you need to work on your putting or you need to work on your approaches. But this is going to give you definitive data and that's really important. And lastly, before we get into the conversation, they've kindly given us a set to give away. So if you head over to our Twitter page at loss 4 pod you'll have a chance to win a set and see for yourself what I'm talking about. Uh, I can assure you you won't be disappointed and, and it's free so it'd be great to have a go and, and see what you think and without further delay here's Sal from Arcos Golf. I'll be too nervous though, I've probably lost the word. Welcome to the latest edition of the Lost Words podcast. I'm joined today by CEO and co-founder of Arcos Golf, Sal Syed. Sal, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. Sal, we're going to talk today about a new product that you've launched with the, the Arcos Golf platform, the link, and also the, the update to the app with the uh, strokes gained element. And originally, I just wanted to talk about, um, obviously, you launched uh, in 2014, so it's not a brand new product. But how much do you think it's involved since you first launched this to market?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this uh, Strokes Gain release itself is the biggest um, step on the software side that we've taken uh, from a data analytics perspective. Um, and we've like, I'd uh, say so like this, obviously, we're a software company, we're in uh, a hardware company, we're constantly evolving, we've pushed out um, new generations of the hardware, we've pushed out AI stuff on the in-play side, but on the data analytics side, this is the biggest release we've ever had. And I think... From a game improvement standpoint this might end up being the most consequential
0: yeah absolutely because the way because uh, you know we talk about strokes going every week when watching the pga tour and european tour and and we're, we're looking at the pros and the field average aren't we And and it's it's very hard as an amateur golfer to, to really relate that to your own game. You think, okay, well, they're driving six strokes uh, on the field and, and they hit it 350 yards. And you think, well, that's not really appropriate to me. But how have you now managed to, to relate that to the everyday golfer using the amount of data points that you've got in your system?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, the concept of strokes gained is applicable to every level. And the concept is... Versus where you want to be, where are you losing shots? And so in the PGA Tour, uh, or versus a certain benchmark, where are you losing shots? And in PGA Tour's case, it's like versus the average PGA Tour player. Um, if you're a PGA Tour pro, you understand how much better you're driving, how much worse you might be at putting. And you start figuring out what you need to work on. And that's literally the primary driver of how the Tour pros figure out what part of their game needs uh, to be on, whether it's their wedge play from 100 to 150, or whether it's their driving and so when you come to the average golfer if you compare the average golfer to the PGA tour pro you're losing strokes in every aspect of your game left and right and it's almost a meaningless comparison um so the correct comparison for uh let's say an amateur or average golfer is versus a target handicap of where they want to be so let's say you're a 20 handicap and you want to be 50 your goal is to be a 15 handicap this season um the correct way to analyze your game is to help you through strokes game methodology, understand like where are those five shots going to come for you in your game? And that's a very personal answer. Um, and to do that correctly, what you need is, um, benchmarks. So you need to create benchmarks of what is, what does a 15 handicapper as an example, actually, uh, uh play like on average, what does a 20 handicapper play like? And we're fortunate that we have 300 million plus shots. So using data science, using uh, AI neural net based algorithms, we've created benchmarks for from anywhere from a 20 handicap golfer to a PGA Tour Pro. And by the way, what's really fascinating is we don't have any PGA Tour tournament data. But using AI, we're able to create uh, and really match what the PGA Tour player looks like. And that's really the power of data. We can actually go all the way to a plus 10 handicap, which I think uh, Tiger, at his peak, they said was like a plus eight point eight. Somebody did some calculations <laughs> on it, and so we can tell you what a hypothetical plus ten golfer would look like and how they would perform. It's an incredible uh,
0: range. Sorry, what? It's an incredible range, isn't it? To to yeah. be able to compare those okay. digits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then it becomes really relevant. Now, like, imagine knowing, like, you know, I'm losing. Um, in my case, like, I like I've gone from like about a two to a plus two, just on the power of this data. And I learned I was losing one and a half shot around on par three, par three tee shots um, versus my my target was a scratch at that time. So that was the one thing I needed to improve. And I realized, for me, the answer was I was really good out of the fairway, and I'm not good out uh, of the tee box, and I was teeing the ball up. So I stopped teeing the ball up. I kind of just laid flat, just like uh, uh, my fairway approach shots, and it really changed my game. Uh, but those little insights... You cannot find unless you're tracking your data, your shots, and then uh, having the right uh, comparison uh, via benchmarking, the right benchmarking. That's what we have done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that you compared So the first point there was that you said from a 20 handicap to a 15 handicap. And that's uh, kind of the range that I'm working with at the moment. And uh, I played around yesterday. and and I'm at the 20 handicap level. And and I actually did put the comparison into a 15 handicap. And I was surprised to see that, um, you know, I was gaining strokes on my putting. Where, well, the week before, I was actually losing an awful lot of strokes on the putting department. So um, I I was plus 3.1 strokes gained in putting. Um, wow. My approach was terrible it was minus 4.5 which is obviously where the issue lies um you know i'm coming up uh-huh. short on green so you know missed shots and you know slicing uh-huh. things like that but but it goes a lot deeper into that doesn't it because um it's very easy for a golf coach to say to you okay well if you to drop your handicap you need to get better at putting um but to actually try and quantify that is an awful lot different isn't it so i actually uh two putted an awful lot, uh, lot more than average um at the fifteen handicap but was um you know didn't one putt as often um because I obviously wasn't putting the ball close enough to one putt. So it's, it's kind of having that exact data and, and you're you know just looking at the driving statistics, you can really go, you know, as, as far as you want into it, can't you? It's not just a case of how, you know, did you miss the fairway left, did you miss the fairway right, which is also helpful to me because I can see here that I missed, you know, twenty-five percent of the fairways left when I missed them. Um but then you also mm-hmm. can tell by the, the length of the hole as well, can't you? So I, you know I didn't lose any yeah. any strokes from, from zero to 350 yard holes. Um, it was the longer holes where I'm obviously trying maybe to hit it a little bit further down. swinging the shoes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and that kind of gets you to to humble yourself, I suppose, and, and rather than trying to put unrealistic aims uh, and compare yourself to people that are not even in your realms, you can go to that, you know, it's really a manageable change, okay, I need to gain five strokes, but how can I do that uh, across all platforms? And when you actually see it broken down in front of you, it's not quite as daunting as it first seems.
1: Absolutely, and I think like, that's the key is um, when you look at outside without data, trying to improve your golf game you're looking at a black box you're like okay um it's it's like a, a I would say like a mystery like what should i do and then what ends up happening is i mean us as recreational golfers we don't have like every day to go sit and practice every aspect of our game all the time um so like the few hours you might have every month um or maybe the few like 10s of minutes you have before a round uh, imagine knowing like hey these are the top 3 which we which is what we deliver, we deliver top three insights which are pinpointed, um, I don't know what they're in your case, but in my case it was r three tee shots, putting from 10 to 25 feet, um, and my uh, um, uh, uh, and, and my driving distance. And those were the three things that were, and I knew exactly how much I needed to get better and to get better, and so I really focused on that, I looked at content online for driving distance, I um, got refit for my driver just because of my driving distance and make, making sure the accuracy remains, but, it really like breaks the problem down into um, uh, things you can address, maybe even in uh, shorter uh, time increments that you might have just as a warm-up uh, before the round, or if you're going to take a lesson, you'll know what lesson to take. If you're going to search something on the internet to discover content, you know what you need to search for. And that ability hasn't existed. And if you don't have that, I would say you're wasting your time. If you're looking to improve and you don't have data about your game, you're wasting your time.
0: And that's the thing, is, it's very much a perception you know, versus reality as well, because I quite often see myself as someone that when I step up onto a par 3 tee box, I think, oh know, yeah. okay, I'm not so daunted because I know that one club's going to get me there, um, as long as I strike it well, um, there's nothing to really worry about. When I look at the last round that I played, I lost 2.3 strokes on par 3 tee shot, uh, so that is a weakness, uh, whereas I would consider it a strength of mine. With uh, the opposite of the putting. I knew that I you know, made too many three-putts, so I thought that was a weakness. And, it, and the data says the opposite. So it, yeah. that's how easy you can mislead yourself if you don't track it properly. And, and another thing here as well is I lost 2.2 strokes from 150 to 200 yards on approach shot. So clearly when I get under 150 yards, I'm okay. Um, but you know, when it, when it starts getting in that range, and that's when you can really start trying to – um, hone in on those yardages and, and you know, have a have a drive when you get to the driving range.
1: Great, great point, and couldn't agree more. I think like uh, when you think about like especially like around putting and maybe even shots. Like the thing is, it's very hard for you as a golfer to understand whether a certain I mean what parts of your game are weak, and the, there are a few reasons for that. One, uh, but you don't have a benchmark. You don't know how the average golfer of what you're trying to be performs out there. Um, and, and as a result, you end up comparing yourself to PGA Tour pros. And by the way, on TV, they only show the great shots. Yeah. They're showing PGA Tours holding putts left and right. Um, what what you don't realize is, from eight feet, the PGA Tour pros only make fifty percent of their putts. Um, from um, and and so like these are the best people in the world. So every time you miss an eight footer, you're like we as golfers like, oh man, I should make that every time. No, the best ones make it only fifty percent of the time. So. Um, so you start like maybe focusing on the wrong things, partly because of the bias of what you see on TV. Those guys being so good, and on top of that, only seeing the good shots. So it's really important to have a true data-driven, unbiased perspective into your game because that's really the only way you're going to improve, um, or the fastest way. Like you, you might spend if you have day in day in, like you can practice every single day for hours on every part of your game, every club in the bag, every type of shot then maybe you don't need data but even then you do because you'll like the weakest parts of the parts you can improve the
0: fastest yeah and, and that's the thing I, you know i went through uh, a period of time last year where i was having regular golf lessons and i think you know every week he said all right go out and practice around and, and make some notes of what you did whether you hit the fairway whether you hit the green and whether you, you know how many parts you had in that hole and that's really time consuming right you're trying to you know you're trying to scribble down a note between each t-box with your pencil through your scorecard because you're You're worried you're going to forget about it by the end of the round. Um, Whereas, you know, you've got this app with you that, uh, you know, originally it was just a case of having a phone in your front pocket. um, And then, you know, at the end of the round, you can can see that and you can take that data and you can show your coach how the – and that makes the job easier for them as well, doesn't it? Because, you know, it's right in front of them. They didn't even have to be there for the round. Um, It's tracked for them. So I think – Yeah, the lessons
1: are going to be more effective. And then uh, one thing I will say that there is – just tracking your traditional stats and how many fairways you hit, how many greens you hit, how many putts you had, is I would say more often than not going to lead you down the wrong path. You might be um, hitting, not hitting a lot of greens because your driving's bad. You're putting maybe you're not hitting it long enough, or maybe not hitting it straight enough, as a result you're not putting yourself in position to hit greens. And it looked like you're like since you've only hit five greens, so my approach game must suck. And it really could be that your approach game's spectacular and your driving's terrible. And that's what's costing you. So that's what Strokes Gain is able to do. Similarly, you could have a, a high number of three putts, which I used to. I was, tr- before Arcade, I was tracking traditional stats and I, I was playing at the Gill Golf Course. And it has uh, relatively larger greens. And I would have uh, like three, three putts around. I would have like few one putts, not very many at all. And I was like, man, my putting really sucks. I, got, I would keep practicing putting, keep practicing putting. Turns out I'm actually not losing strokes. I'm a really good putter. My approach game was terrible. Um, and I was just spending time on the wrong thing. So, like, if you just uh, crack traditional stats, what ends up happening is you um, can be led down the wrong path. And that's why it's really important to have the context around, like, if you're missing, if you're hitting a lot of fairways, are you actually hitting it far enough that you're gaining strokes? Or if you're hitting the fairway, driving 200 yards, you still got 200 to go on a 400-yard par-4. That's not a good drive. You're losing strokes
0: on that. No, absolutely. And I think that's the thing as well. I don't know if it's the same in America or in the UK here, especially we always hear this kind of, uh, at age that you know from you, you really improve your goal from you're from 100 yards and in so your up and down game is really important and that's that's the difference between you and a professional but like you say if you hit a driver and you hit it 220 yards but you hit it in the left rough and you've got absolutely no chance of hitting the green uh it was a driver that the issue wasn't it although you're yeah. you you've yeah. missed the green and that's what's going to flash up to you and you think you've got to hit your irons better um you've really yeah. given yourself no chance to do so and I thought what was really interesting I think I in interviewed yours before you did a driver report um and we always hear about how everyone's hitting the the ball further but from from your records it's actually decreasing as the years go ahead
1: and the last three years it's de- decreased by about a couple of yards yeah Which, people i mean average golfers are not hitting any longer and let's be honest about it
0: yeah and and that's the thing isn't it what what they're, they're trying to take a professional problem and and apply it to everybody else because they're saying that you know it's going to ruin the golf in general but you know okay maybe you know we're not going to get into a, a debate about you know pulling the ball back on a professional level but in terms of the average and everyday golfer um you're still hitting the driver as far or even less so than you were before um and this is going to give you you know every advert out there about clubs and drivers is going to say you're going to hit the ball further but you're not going to be able to quantify that unless you you have a shot tracking capability
1: correct exactly right and what's happening on the golf course is what is reality and i agree i think like i agree with your view like uh I think golf's health is dependent upon people like you and me, the recreational golfers, and what they get out of the game. And I think um, application of technology to any field historically has only grown that field. Um, And so golf as an industry, I think, should be very careful in restricting the advancement of technology um, for the benefit of recreational golfers while only looking at maybe the 150 to 200, 300 golfers that are playing at a level, I mean that's just like superhuman
0: yeah and and do you think also as well it's kind of um you know do you think there's always been a a bit of a stigma around data because you know i think of moneyball and and the baseball aspects and there was a lot of pushback wasn't there from the traditionists on you know you can't just base this on stats you can't just look at on base percentages and and then say they're a better player but you know, golf has had these uh, data points for an awful long time, and, and strokes gains is relatively new to that uh, in the modern game. But do you do you think there's still a little bit of uh, a pushback from the everyday golfer that oh, I don't really need that, and that doesn't—that's probably too much information to take on?
1: I think there's certainly some, but I will tell you, it's uh, declining. That pushback's declining at an increasing rate. Um, and that's because the awareness around uh, the stats and the data is increasing. The awareness of the power data across industries is increasing. Like, um, and so, so I think there's certainly like, um, I, I hear stuff like, you know, I'm not consistent enough for data. Um, but the reality is, actually, the more inconsistent you are. The inconsistency essentially is a weakness. Like whatever part of your game, what part of your game are you inconsistent? That's going to show up in your strokes game stats. That's where you're losing strokes. And you need to know that. Um, And you can't just work on your entire golf game. Like golf's made of so many different things. Driving. Within driving, it's uh, driving strategy or driving distance or driving accuracy. Um, Approaches from all different yardages, from all different kinds of terrains different kinds of chips, short game shots, different kind of sand game shots. Putting from different lengths involve like lag putting versus inside 10 feet where you're looking to make. Um, so it has so many different parts of the game that if you don't understand what part you need to work on, you can't work on all of them together. Uh, that's the sure fire recipe to not improve.
0: And that's the thing, and an original thing that everyone, when they, um, you know, knowing your yardages is a massive thing. So obviously the professional golfers have got uh, trackmans, they they sit on the range every day and they know exactly how far they hit every club and they do their testing and, and everything like that, you know, in their off-season. Um, but for an everyday golfer, the only thing we can go by is, uh, you know, sight. So we go on a driving range, there's a 150 board and it may be a 7-iron that we hit to there. And we go, right, well we hit a 7 iron 150, but there's no... Real data in that, and you know, does it does it differ when you get to the rough or the fairway, or you know, does it differ when you're on a slope and and the article? Does Golf it tracks that, when doesn't...
1: you're actually like when, when that matters, like now you, when you're hitting a seven iron when it counts versus on the range when you have like five? Yeah. Is it so you need to know what your playing yardages are when you're actually playing, and I mean you're right, articles tracks that for you. We take out anomalies ourselves unless the anomalies become the norm. Um, But if you're punching out or if you top one, duff one, whatever, like we we ignore that automatically. We give you a smart distance, which is on a decently, reasonably well-struck shot. What would you expect your ball to travel for each club? And I'll tell you what, like people have this cognitive bias where, I mean, just to your point, like they overestimate their ability. And this bias has been like documented uh, with a lot of research at Yale and other schools uh, where, I mean, in, in my business school class, they asked us, um, like, they asked us, like, are you above or below average compared to your peers? And 95% of the students thought they were above average compared <laughs> to their peers. <laughs> and so similar experiments have been done at driver license centers where they asked, like, hey, are you above or below average driver? And 87% of people thought they were above average drivers compared to everybody else in that room. And all those are mathematical impossibilities. So, so um <laughs> But there's this cognitive bias. People think they're better than they are. Golfers think they hit longer than they actually do because they only remember their best shots or their worst shots. The average shots, like the way our brain is, it's not wired to remember that. So exceptional outcomes are remembered. And then we end up planning on, you know, I hit that 5-iron 185 that one time. I'm going to pick that every time, but that's going to lead to lost strokes. And once you know your actual numbers, which is what Arcos gives you, it's an initial potential ego hit. It's a reality check. But what ends up translating, like you're, you you end up putting the ball closer to the pin, you make smarter decisions, and you score better as a result.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it also takes into uh, into fact, you know, the temperature, wind conditions, things, that, and gives you another Arcos uh, number as well, doesn't it? So it may say, you know, because you have GPS watches, and you get these apps, and everyone goes, well, why do I need, you know, technology like this when there's a free app on the phone? Well, yeah, but that tells you you're 150 yards away from the hole. It doesn't necessarily tell you that it's actually a 165 shot when you take into account the st- the slope and the temperature and things like that, and and I've, I've really found that's been really useful because quite often I would my way of gauging uh, distance. I play with a lot of you know single digit handicappers. I was like, right, well if you're hitting a six sign off this tee on this par three, I'll hit a five because that's one you know one club longer. Um, and, and that's all I need. Yeah, yeah. And it may be that actually I can hit a really well struck six on exactly the same or or they're hitting the wrong club completely. And they're, and they're going to come up. Totally. Short. And, you, and you don't think yeah. that because they struck it well, you think oh, that yeah. that you're doing it wrong, don't you? But actually, if you just stick, you've got the data there. You And do you think that kind of, you know, there was a, a statistic out there that if you're an Arcos user, you're five and a half times more likely to get a hole in one. Um, that's, that's, right. that's because you're, I guess, not stuck between clubs very often.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you're just making a more, like, other golf, non-Arcos users are making choices by and large that are playing to their ego. Arcos golfers are making choices. They're playing to their actual numbers. So, so you're going to be closer to the hole. Our average user ends up being 14 feet closer to the hole after their first 10 rounds on their approach shots. Yeah. Uh, because they're just making a smarter decision. Um, and then the, I mean, the other thing you alluded to, yeah, we do give you an Arcos caddy number, which is... Um, adjusted for, let, let's say you have 150 to the flag. Uh, you can set the pin location or course, we have a crowdsource mechanism where if one person sets in the day, anybody else playing gets that information. And then be adjusted for wind, which takes into account the vector of wind direction, how much is it impacting if it's at a 45-degree angle, a 30-degree angle, or 90-degree angle to you, what the speed of that wind is what the gusts are, we also show you like if it's gusting, it's going to play up to this, so you get a good sense of when it's gusty, this is what it's going to play like when it's not, and you can make those decisions. Uh, we take temperature into account, humidity, altitude, if you're playing at sea level versus in, in Mexico, uh, it's totally different, One, 150 yards with all everything else can mean very different, and so as a result, similar to how a PGA Tour caddy does all this stuff, they go back, they, they already have everything written down, like okay, this is 25 feet uphill, the slope impact is this the wind forecast was this it's going to impact this much to do all that math um us as the average golfer out there the record, we can't afford to have a PGA tour caddy on our bag every night let alone i mean we probably most of us don't have caddies uh <laughs> either but let alone a PGA tour caddy and so what we're able to do is kind of level the playing field for you to get you that same level of intelligence so you can make a smarter decision and go on and execute yeah. your
0: shot And I think, you know, the original maybe fear for some people is all, you know, I don't want to be tracked because you know the ego thing there is that oh my god actually i probably hit the ball a lot shorter than i than i say i do um and and i'm going to look at it a little bit foolish and i'm going to be a bit upset with myself but originally you know as you go three four five rounds and, and the app learns your game it you know your game is going to be more enjoyable because you're actually just gonna you're going to improve there's no way you can't improve if you actually take the data in because uh okay so you thought you hit the driver 270 yards because you did it once when it was downwind on a on a really easy course um but you actually hit it 250 yards well if you know to play To 250 yards with your driver, then you know exactly what you need to do. I, you know, I found out that you know at the moment there's not a massive difference between my three wood and my driver in terms of yardages. So why not Uh take the one that's a bit more consistent um, and and not cost yourself missing the fairway left because you you know you're either you know pulling your driver slightly or you know it might even point out something like an alignment issue, which I think is my main issue with my driver. I seem to have a you know difficulty aiming you know centre or you know right if I need to, but. It's one of those things where if you trust the data and believe in it, uh, you're, you're certainly going to improve as well. And I think another one thing that you know may put people off is having a phone on you during the round, isn't it? You know, the, with the original sensors, you have to keep your phone uh, in your front pocket. Now, as a user myself, I haven't had an issue with that. Um, I normally would keep my my phone in my bag, but. Um, I don't find it that invasive and actually having it there and being able to look at the, the Caddy number really helps me out and focus me in. So I don't have that issue. But for other people that do, you've actually created another product called The Link, haven't you?
1: Yes, we have. Um, so basically, I mean, the whole point of The Link is phones are getting bigger. So if you are one of those golfers that are bothered or don't like the idea of carrying your phone um, in your pocket, then you can buy this uh, little accessory we have, our Toast Caddy Link which is like, think of it like your key, uh, like car key fob. Um, and it clips onto your belt or your pocket um, and links with your phone real time. So it's just doing everything the phone was doing, but you can keep your phone in your bag, in your cart, uh, wherever you want really. And you can access the phone whenever you want to get, you still get the rangefinder and everything else. So the in-play experience remains the same. It's just that the shot tracking is now happening on the link as opposed to the phone, so which gives you the freedom to put the phone wherever or if you want to put on music. Uh, We had that capability on Android, didn't have that on iOS because of iOS restrictions, nothing on our end, but um, now you can play music if you want. So it's like giving you kind of the freedom to play the game your way, uh, whatever your choices might be.
0: Yeah. Also, and I think you know there, there may be uh, a slight concern that maybe yeah, leads to slow play if you're looking into the technology and, you, and you're looking at your arcos Cuddy number. But how often do you think uh, an everyday golfer? Well, I that, uh, uh,
1: like I, I, we've conducted studies. Average, or we speed up the round by six minutes.
0: Yeah. Because, uh, because
1: you're just making like decisions. But you know, one, you're taking less shots. But two, you're also getting to your decision a lot quicker because yeah. you know, okay, this is what the adjustment from the wind is this is my club that I should hit. Let me go ahead and execute. Um, It does not have, I would say, like if anything, it it speeds up play. You get smarter about your game. You know, you have more awareness where to hit, what to hit. um, And you just make smarter decisions faster.
0: And that was exactly what I was going to get to there is that, um, you know, if, you know, back in the day before I didn't use it, I kind of would say, right, well, this is a yardage. I, I need to get a yardage off of my, you know, my GPS watch or I need to go to my range finder. Okay, I don't really trust that number. I'll ask a friend what they think I should hit. Uh, and then you're taking all that detail, you know, you're taking everything into there. Um, and, and that is a slowing you up, isn't it? And if you can just say, right, well, uh, the cross Caddy tells me that this is the, this is the data. Uh, it's already given me a club based on that yardage that I hit to hit. Um, and and I'm going to go ahead and hit it. And and as you as you say, the more rounds you play, the, the smarter the app is going to get based on your game. Um, and like you say, it makes a snapshot decision. I played a round in you know under three hours yesterday, and it was absolutely no hindrance to me whatsoever. Um, and and I shot a really low, well a lower score for my handicap. And um, now I know exactly where I need to work on my game as well. That's the main thing for me. You know, every, like you say at the start of the show, it was you know, everyone's trying to compare themselves to a, a level they can't get to, right? So if, I, if someone said to me, what do I need to work on? If you look at my game, it's everything. You know, I don't drive the ball as well as I need to. I don't hit my irons as well as I need to. I don't chip as well as I need to. And I certainly don't putt as well as I need to. But to get to the level that I want to, when everyone says, what, what's your aim? And I say, a mid-teen handicap. Well, okay, you need to just drop five shots. And where do you need to drop them? And everyone will say two different things because everyone's got a different opinion, whereas data doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And those opinions will be based on not facts <laughs> unless you have data. Absolutely. And the data answer is going to be different for every golfer. When you have the data, it might be that for you it's the putts and for somebody else it's driving accuracy. Or for somebody else it's maybe smarter driving because they are taking too many penalties off the tee. Or for somebody else it's because of their par 3 tee shots and they need to reassess what they're doing there. Or for somebody else it's like, approach shots out of the rough or from 150 to 200 yards or putting from zero to 10 feet like the answer is going to be different for every single golfer because we're all different we're all different
0: yeah and that's the thing it takes away all the hyperbole, does isn't it because you know your friend will say okay well, you don't chip very well um well he's he's only seeing you for 18 holes out of the you know however many you play a month um but you know, okay. you can say you can go back to him and say, "Well, actually, the chipping is not a problem for me at all. You know, that I've gained strokes or level strokes on that. It's actually I lost four strokes in my driving. You didn't notice that I put one in the trees three holes ago." So I think that's the the really the benefit to me is that there is absolutely no um, there's no hiding. And I think that you know, once you get to grips with that and and you start to enjoy it, it's only going to show improvements in your game. And where do you think now? um because you've already come you know a long way and, and as you said at the start of the show this stroke's going uh, addition to the app is probably the biggest transformation that you've made but wait how far do you think the technology can go and and what do you think it can mean for golfers in the future
1: well i think this is just the start um one thing i will also mention is what we've done uh, with the top three insights so what we do is like all this depth of data we distill it into top three insights the three things they should work on today based on we always recommend like last five rounds as a very accurate representation of what you should work on today, because your game's always changing and evolving, just like, um, like your life is. Uh, golf's like there's nothing static about golf, and so we've also incorporated tips relevant to those weaknesses from the top instructors in the world. So you get an array of content in there. Within the app, uh, you can go outside the app to search for more. But we're going to be integrating more and more content. Um, I think this is just the start of where things are going to go. Um, we I can't really share more other than the fact um, that there's a lot of really amazing stuff, really amazing insights coming um, um, in the next few months. Um, and this is this is not the end, this is the beginning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's fair to say that maybe it's not an official mission statement, but ideally, the technology is to bring what the professionals, the data the professionals have available to them, to the everyday golfer and makes them to make smarter decisions.
1: Yeah, and I would say maybe even beyond that. I'd say even right now, this release, golf professional golfers don't have like PGA Tour pros do not have this depth of stroke scan data available in the fingertips in an accessible, understandable format like this. They have statisticians of green reports and all this stuff for them, um, so, and, and then. When you think about it, the uh, on the PGA Tour, they don't really break down your stroke and driving on, as an example, distance versus accuracy. Um, we do that on the PGA Tour. There's all this other stuff we're doing, like is this, just not available. But this is once again the start. And to us, like your mission is um, really transforming golf through data and AI, and that it starts with the golfer themselves, help giving them the ability to understand the game in ways that weren't possible before, but then extends to the entire golf industry, whether it's your instructor, whether it's your fitter, whether it's a golf course superintendent understanding how the course is being utilized, where people are taking their shots from, where they're spending their time, which could change the irrigation patterns and um, pace of play related stuff, like what are patterns that we're finding. So for us, it's taking this data and making golfers, but also the golf industry smarter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's one of the things that we pointed to is that, you know, for the everyday golfer, you know, driving distance isn't an issue. So when they're talking about trying to change courses and lengthen them for for professionals, well, if you lengthen those, then the amateur golfers and everyday golfers are going to suffer as well, aren't they? And and this data will maybe show that they, they don't need to do that at all.
1: Yeah, that, it'll be bad. If they do it for the amateur golfer, it'll be bad. And I think one of the cool things about a game is... Um, You and I can play the same courses that those guys play. We can use the same equipment that they play and really measure ourselves against that too. I mean, there's some charm, something about that that you can't really do in any other sport. Like, you can't really play, um, uh, like, Roger Federer in tennis. But we can play the same course because Tiger and I, or maybe both of us are playing Bethpage Black, you know? Like, you're playing the same course. Uh, Because in golf, you're playing the course. So, like, you can then compare yourself. So there's something unique about it. We'll see where the golf um, governing bodies go with this, uh, but I hope um, they make smart decisions. But that where they think about um, the 50 million, 60 million golfers out there, not just the absolute best.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think just just before I let you go, is is to really highlight the point that now with this uh, update to the app is that you know there, there was original benchmarks to the scratch golf wasn't there and, and you could give a handicap based on your driving. So I was a nine handicap on driving. I was you know a, a fifteen handicap on chipping. Whereas now it's actually um, you know, compared to each handicap level. So you know twenty right down up to a plus ten, and you know I can see now very quickly what I need to do to drop those five shots. And it will change, as you say, as I evolve and as the, the, the AI system learns you better, um, that's gonna quickly change things and, and you're constantly seeing the things you need to work on rather than just every six months or so thinking, I need to improve my driving.
1: Exactly, You're exactly
0: right. Yeah, you know, I think you know. Thank you very much for for coming on and talking about the product, Sal. You know, um, as a user myself, uh, just recently it's really uh, helped me, um, and I really hope that people will see it uh, as a great benefit because I think that. Um, you know everybody can benefit from this no matter what level you play at even as you say their professionals can even get more data than maybe they've got available to them so um, you know it's not a case of you, know, you have to be really good to make this improvement this will make you better there's no um, it's, it's not like you know if you hit this driver you're going to hit it 30 yards further and it's a really hyperbolic statement this you, you know you've got the data there it tells you you know what is the average improvement for a handicap when they join their system.
1: Our average user improves by about 4.2 shots in their first season. So it is, I mean, we, we track it. We were like, that's our, our whole hypothesis and belief and mission is around improvement. And we know we're delivering that. And we're going to continue to look at that. That's, that's awesome. Thank you Paul, for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you very much. And thank you for joining us. And we'll, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Take care. It up. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Thank you, sir. I really enjoyed that. Yeah,
1: it was fun. I am
0: i really enjoyed the product, but it's been great to uh, to get involved in. And as I said there a couple of times on the show, is is for me, it was kind of one of those things that I um, don't think I'm a very good golfer, so I don't think I deserve these nice things. And then when you realise that actually um, it's going to be a real benefit to you, um, you know, we'll quite happily spend you know fifty, sixty dollars on a on a, a lesson. Uh, and yeah, think yeah. it's really benefiting us but we won't we won't spend 180 you know dollars one-off payment to to make a, a vast improvement you start to think well actually where are your where do your priorities lie <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> it's
1: true it's true i mean i think like eventually gol- uh, like your question was really good where like where are golfers with that uh, whole data belief and i think it's really changing like this year we're signing up at a 4x the pace we were last year yeah. so um so it's like you can see it changing and
0: yeah i think i think that if everything is getting a little bit more um uh, what's well, accepting i suppose isn't it i think as as the um as things become more available and widely available that everyone kind of goes well this is you know, the way to move forward and and i love statistics i mean we talk about uh golfers every week we do a preview show of each tournament and uh every week we're we're basing our stats on who hit the best strokes game approach numbers at the last week's tournament uh, and the fact that i can now do that about my own game is is pretty remarkable so uh thank you very much for putting it all together
1: cool awesome but well, great chatting with you and look forward to catching up in the future
0: yeah absolutely thank you sal